Welcome, everybody, to the Discovery It podcast tonight. Uh, we're going to have a, a relationship dynamics. We're going to have Jody uh, present tonight uh, love mapping. Uh, he's going to talk about love mapping and the process of it. And, and uh, let's go ahead and get you uh, started there, Jody. All right. Thanks, Paul. Um, like you already said, you know, we're, we're going to kind of cover some different topics throughout this and on relationship dynamics. And I think a lot of times when people hear the word relationship, they think like, well, I'm already in a relationship or I don't plan on going into a relationship. But when we're thinking that, we're really thinking of like a partner, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband or wife, something like that. But really relationships deal with everybody around us. Um, people we come into contact with, um, people, our friends, people we work with. Um, in a sense, we're creating this relationship with these people that we're interacting with them on a day-to-day basis. So this part is going to be particularly about getting to know somebody probably a little more than you would with a work partner, um, but this is called love mapping. And the basis of love mapping is you're trying to really understand who that person is and what that person thinks, likes, and feels. And it's very similar to the podcast we did when we talked about conditioning. So a lot of these conditions we're going to understand and learn about these people. Um, we're going to talk about like, where it comes from, how it kind of applies to the relationship, and why it's important. Um, so the word love map came from a guy, uh, John Money, and he originally talked about it as being like an emotional and internal blueprint. So when you think of internal blueprint, that kind of sounds like our internal thoughts, right? So that's kind of how we expect and how we think um, the relationships are supposed to be. And he breaks it down into kind of three bigger categories, and it includes like touch and visual and then narrative. So just those different categories and it's going to include all kinds of things and makeup of those persons. So when we're looking at creating a love map for someone or figuring out what their love map is, we're going to think of all these different things that make up this person. And a lot of times it takes a lot of communication and a lot of questions and a lot of learning how people are. Usually this takes quite a long process and we're going to learn that it even changes throughout that relationship. So we're going to look at all the different things, who that person is. Uh, we also did a podcast on you're not who you think you are. So that makes even it a little bit trickier if somebody's not who they think they are, but you learn who they think they are. Then you have to start to adapt as they start to realize that they're really a different person or they really have different values. Um, or their beliefs and things like that start to change. Um, so a few, like I said, a few of the things, like the values, like what people really find important in their life. It, it's good to have, you can have different values, but you have to also agree with the values of these other people in order to have a good relationship. Um, different beliefs. And uh, belief systems will also include any kind of limiting beliefs. Uh, we did we did a podcast also on limiting beliefs. So sometimes people have these 
limiting beliefs from their past program conditioning and that they don't know about. So once they start to embark on a journey of self-discovery, they'll start to learn these things and they'll start to change. So you may initially remember the belief system that someone had and then have to remember that they're starting to change and that things are changing. Um, along with that, uh, their hopes and dreams might change, their ideas for the future. They might start out with a real low self-worth or something like that where they don't really have a big aspiration. Um, but as they start to grow and change, they're going to start to create new hopes and dreams. And along with those, you're going to get those person's fears, different things that they're scared of. Maybe they're holding on to different things from the past. And those will all kind of make up who this person is and it's going to make up parts of their love map. And that's going to be real important to know so that when you're having interactions and you're understanding the person's condition, you can recognize these things and be aware of them when they come up. Uh, another big category is a lot of people's favorites. Uh, so like their favorite meals, their favorite colors. And remember, a lot of these things can change also. Um, different interactions with their favorite types of music, their type favorite uh, movies, favorite food, favorite drink. Uh, one thing that uh, that you think about, like if you go to a restaurant, you sit down, and the person goes to the bathroom. Um, when your server comes out, they might ask you what you'd like to drink. That's usually the first thing. And if you remember and you're thinking about this other person's love map, um, you can order what they would like to drink, and that will make them feel special. Um, but understand, a lot of this stuff is very dynamic. So maybe it could be a different time of day. Maybe you understand that they like water in the evening and they would like coffee at breakfast, um, things like that. Um, it could be based on a bunch of different things. Um, understand you're still kind of guessing at what the person wants based on as much information as you get. So in the event that you happen to guess wrong on what this person's love map is for a certain category, you have to understand that that's not, your, that's not like something that you should get upset at. That's something you need to understand and remember and try to kind of put that into how that love map is changing. Um, in the beginning, there's a lot of things to recognize, and that would be like hobbies, um, who their closest friends are getting to understand what they do throughout the day, um, have an idea, idea of what kind of job they would like to get or what kind of uh, job they would ideally want in the future, and how they feel about different situations, whether it's um, traffic or things like that, um, any kind of worries or fears that they might have, maybe um, health problems or health things that they worry about in the future. Those are all things that are going to make up these uh, people's love map. And before you can really get to understand somebody else's love map, you got to think you also have to kind of create your own love map. So all these different things, you need to be able to answer when someone a asks you the question. Now, I think a lot of these, a lot of these goals and um, things like bucket lists, people don't write down. So if you don't know what you like, then how can you explain what you like to someone else? So it's always important to have those types of things in understanding your own love map um, before you can understand someone else's. Uh, so 
a lot of the things I talked about uh, with different thoughts and feelings, we don't really know where they come from. So we talk a lot about the past program conditioning. So at some point we develop this blueprint, uh, this idea of how we think an emotional relationship should be, and we tend to get that usually when we're at a younger age, um, how we interact with our friends, how we interact with our parents and our siblings. All those different things are going to kind of create in our mind how we expect things to be. Um, once we recognize those through like a journey of self-discovery, um, we can understand those and we can tailor those and adjust those. But remember, there's going to be that kind of blueprint that's going to have those triggers there that we're going to have to recognize, identify, confront, and then be proactive if they're causing um, problems in our relationship. And like I said, there's a lot of things with understanding someone's love map that as they're changing, as they're growing older or uh, discovering new things, um, that that's going to be a, a dynamic type of thing that we have to keep paying attention to. So I think it's, it's good that we have this, we call it relationship dynamics because things are always going to be changing. So that's, a, that's what I got on both maps, Paul. Thank you very much, Jody. Really appreciate it. I got a lot out of it. I'm sure everybody else uh, out there listening has, you know, can relate to it and start using those dynamics in their everyday life. Uh, let's go to Debbie. Debbie, what do you think about uh, love mapping uh, past and present? Well, um, of- the thing the thing I noticed uh, in, in in your talk, Jody, was it seemed like you were talking a lot about really what it breaks down to is communication with another person. Uh, it reminded me so much of dating where where um, you know you're really you're really trying to get deep with another person in what they like, what they don't like, how they are, you know, um, and they're doing the same with you. And I think sometimes right. in relationships, we tend to as they we tend to kind of take each other for granted after a while, um, and and that that deep communication that we had when we first knew each other, um, I think we we don't we don't um, make it a priority. And I think through love mapping, um, you're able to really ask those questions and continue to ask those questions. I loved what you said, Jody, about um, as somebody learns their, um, discovers their it, that, um, and they're actually shifting um, how they look at things, that you're re-asking those same questions, uh, you know, of the person because their likes and dislikes could be shifting with along with it. Um, the other thing that I noticed too, uh, I, I was thinking about when you were talking about values. Um, I, I I dated a gentleman at one point in time, and I always thought we were like polar opposites. And I was always trying to figure out why did we get along so well when we're so opposite. But what I what I discovered was that we had the same base values and um, that's where we were congruent with everything. So 
I heard something the other day uh, that really struck me, and it, it was talking about your legacy um, and, you know, what is it you want to leave and, and uh, the, um, I think it was a YouTube video or something I was listening to, and one of the things that they said was that um, the relationships you have with people are your, are your legacy, you know, and that the deeper you have, the deeper the relationships you have, the happier you are, the longer you'll live, and, um, and the more impactful you'll be not only for yourself and your health and, and your life, but, um, but that's your legacy. People will remember you for, uh, for the impact that you had, on, had with them because of the questions you ask and the interest that you take. Now, obviously, you want to be authentic about it. You don't want to be fake about it, you know, and just asking people questions for the sake of asking questions. But, um, but if you can be authentic about it and really take interest in someone, um, it, it grows a relationship to such a deeper value. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, it, it grows the relationship much deeper. Thank you, Debbie. We really appreciate your input on that. Uh, let's go yeah. to uh, let's go to Car- uh, Carlson. Go ahead, Carlson. What is your uh, reflection of love mapping tonight that Jody just uh, presented? Um, so this thing that like, really stood out to me most about the love map was that it's very similar to past programming conditioning. Um, like helps you recognize um, what your significant other is feeling and also um, it helps you understand them a lot easier. And once you break through that wall, then like like what Debbie said, like you'll be like a lot more happier and like you'll live longer and whatnot. So yeah, so past programming conditioning um, really set out to me like the most for the um, love map. Well, thank you, Carlson. Appreciate your uh, input tonight. Uh, Brian, what's your uh, uh, thinking on the love map, past and present? Um, wow, uh, that was some good stuff. Uh, I, in a nutshell, I'm going to bring it down to two words. Um, just uh, intentional living, I think is that's, that's um, you know, if I could put it bottom line or, you know, uh, you know just summing it up. Uh, one thing uh, that I got from it was that uh, it's an ongoing treasure. And, um the more you know, you know, the more I know about my spouse, the stronger the relationship the, uh, the relationship is. And, and it takes time. It takes time. Uh, it, takes, it takes asking the right questions. A um, couple of questions, you know, maybe asking about childhood memories and, you know, how was it in your neighborhood growing up or who was your best friend or uh, maybe some uh, uh, experiences in your, in your life or your past life or childhood. Um, they were positive and negative, you know, how did you grow from it and, you know, how, you know, your bucket list, your dreams, uh, what you, you know, what you, what you want to do, you know, before, 
you know, before you transition, um, I like what Debbie said about the uh, about legacy. You know, that's just. I mean, that's. I'm I'm big on that. That's just huge. You know, with me, but um, you know, things like you know, Jody was Jody was saying about the ideal job and and things of such. So, I, I mean, it's all about intentional living. I believe you have for that to take place in a marriage. I'm um, particularly putting emphasis on a marriage. You know, uh, not just you know living together and dating. Uh, it has to be intentional. I I heard that I heard one place where they said uh, Brian that you should you should have these love mapping um, questions like on date night plan them on date night for all those people that do like a a weekly date night is come up each of you come up with one or two questions that you want to ask the other one uh, and I thought that was uh, an interesting an interesting um, proposition sure. there. You know, and yep. I and I loved what um, what Jody said about you know learning your own love map first because you know I think about it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't think I know what my love map is. So how am I going to communicate that mm-hmm. to someone else? Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot, and definitely in relationships and in marriage particularly. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, I enjoyed that part too. Yep. Thank you yes, very sir. much for your input there, buddy. And also, yes, Debbie, uh, uh, that uh, comeback that you had. Um, I think uh, Jody, when he was talking about throughout the presentation, about your uh, not only your own values, but the values that are not uh, values that your uh, partner has, uh, your self-worth and their self-worth, your fears and their fears. And uh, it, it's nice to know all of these uh, different things because uh, without knowing these different categories of uh, the love map, it's hard to really have a relationship that it's meaningful, you know. Um, this process would definitely help you get to know more about your, your partners, uh, whether it's your boyfriend, girlfriend, or your marriage partner, uh, to understand their likes and dislikes their past conditions, their traumas, uh, what makes them agitated or anxious, uh, what makes them feel the way they think they do. And uh, the more that we know someone, the more that we uh, have a idea of who they think they are, we can definitely um, work on getting to know them more so that they will have you know, a successful life with you. And uh, I really think that each and every one of y'all's input tonight was very effective. And Jody, as always, you did a fantastic presentation on love mapping tonight. Thank you, Paul. And you're more than welcome, buddy. And uh, anybody else want to throw in anything, comments about love mapping before we get off the phone tonight? Uh, yeah, I think um, one thing, and going back to what Debbie said, I think she said something about just, you know, how can two totally opposites get along? I think she said uh, great about being the base value was the uh, was the same. And I think uh, uh, going back, I tied it into Jody's belief system. Uh, you know, what do they, you know, what do you believe? So I think those things can change, but I think as long as you have a base 
you know, foundation, but, but that foundation is important and, you know, you don't want to build a foundation, you know, after you build a roof, you know. So, um, yeah, I think, that's, I think that was just good stuff. Very good, buddy. I appreciate, like I said, everybody uh, participating tonight in the uh, presentation of Love Mapping. We're definitely going to have to uh, have a little bit more uh, in the future about Love Mapping through the uh, relationship dynamic section of our uh, podcast. So if uh, there's nobody else wants to have any uh, comments, we hope that each and every one of you be on the podcast next week at 730, uh, 515-604-9530 and access code 655-145. We'll see you there. Thank you.